Hi, I'm Randy, and this is Dave. We're the founders of Bombas, the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. So comfortable, we sold and donated millions of pairs. To sell and donate a lot of socks, we became obsessed with comfort. We reinvented the sock from the ground up, adding comfort innovations along the way. It worked. People tried them, loved them, told their friends about them. Helping us sell and donate millions of pairs. Try them now at bombas.com slash comfy and get 20% off your first order. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash comfy. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. Welcome to the TV Dumpcast, the official podcast of the TV Dump Facebook group. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by... Ian Bruce. And John Marson. Okay, you can contact us on email at tvdumpcast at gmail.com, or follow us on Twitter at tvdumpcast. Okay, this week we're going to be talking about some of the shows we've been watching, and uh, I think we're going to begin with... Uh, John, you've been watching Alpha House. Okay, so yeah. Alpha House is the first of a series of... Um, Amazon exclusive, so in um, in competition with the Netflix model, and it stars John Goodman, and it's also got Bill Murray in it. So oh, it's wow. it's pretty exciting stuff. Uh, when I watched the first episode, I didn't realise Bill Murray was going to be in it. And yeah, it's it's basically like a, a comedy drama centred around uh, four senators who live in they they sort of share a house in Washington D.C. I guess it must be really expensive to rent or something. Yeah, so they're four relatively senior senators uh and it's just it's just about all the stuff they get up to really you know they they it's it's not quite as deeply political as some of the other stuff you just have to have a basic understanding of the the sort of american system to to know what's going on but um it's it's silly but it's a lot of fun and that's streaming on love film right yeah love film amazon where depending on where you are um in fact they're giving away the first three so even if you don't have a love film count, you can go on to go onto the website and watch it on there. Oh right, I may well do. How that. long are they? Are they thirty minutes or? Yeah, half an hour each. Yeah, right. so nice and easy. Cool. Yeah, John Goodman was good in uh, Tremay. That was the last thing I think I saw him in the first season of that. Yeah, and um, of course Red State as well was yeah, quite recent. Really good in Red State. Also, and he was good was... in Roseanne. So I was going to mention that. <laughs> that Maybe not show in Roseanne. Roseanne, in the show Roseanne, he was very good. As a TV actor, he was probably one of the first really good ones, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he popped up in uh, Argo as well, that was good. Yeah, so I mean, he, it, him being in this is basically what makes it. Uh, the rest of it's good, but just seeing him act is, is worth half an hour of your time, right? Okay. <laughs> You're not <Yeah>. so sure? <laughs> yeah, no, no, he's great. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the script could be a bit snappier at times. I'm hoping that I've only seen the pilot so far, so I'm hoping it will, uh, yeah, sort of continue along a similar vein or even get better as, as the characters develop. Cool. Okay. And then next up, we've got the tunnel that you've been watching in. Yes. A few years ago, the Danes and the Swedes made the bridge, which was uh, a joint production between TV companies in those countries, uh, based around the uh, murder victim being discovered on uh, a bridge. Connecting the two of them. Sorry, I've got a little fly flying around here. So if you hear a, it's me dispatching the fly to its maker. Um, I didn't really like that episode actually. What? Which one? The fly one. 
Yeah, we, we, uh, yeah. Everything can't be Breaking Bad. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Um, so the Danes and the Swedes have done their original version of The Bridge, uh, and that was really, really good, uh, if you don't mind reading as well as watching. Um, I know the US has done one with uh, the US and Mexico uh, and a bridge there. and Which we talked about a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I think that one moves away from the, from the plot of the original slightly and starts doing more of its own thing but the the tunnel uh, as the, at the moment there isn't a bridge connecting england and france uh, the tunnel is the english and french version of the original uh, and so far with five episodes done it's it's very faithfully sticking to the danish and swedish version <laughs> i don't but, see how it can work with a tunnel i mean well i mean i know there's stuff coming up at the end where i can't really see where it's going to work either but um <laughs> you have to like blow up part of the tunnel or something <laughs> okay and there we go with the spoilers right <laughs> <laughs> it's not a spoiler i haven't seen it uh, well yeah okay that's not going to happen dear no. listener that's not going to happen i can't really see how the drama's going to work for that particular parts of it. However, uh, the lead actors, Stephen Delane is the f- English uh, cop, uh, and he's excellent. The French lead, uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce her name because I'm just going to be mocked. Clement Posey, maybe? Let's go with that. That sounds about right to me. She's very good. Uh, she seems a bit less on the spectrum than the other people were, but I'm sure that'll come out in future episodes. You can uh, take Rob's word for it on the foreign pronunciations, by the way. He's really hot on them. Is he? Yeah, carry on there. <laughs> Are there any other examples of that? Uh, quite a few throughout, throughout the podcast, whenever Rob does a foreign name. Can't... Uh, yes, I remember. <laughs> I just wanted to get another one out of him. Uh, but it's got some. It's had some good uh, cameos as well. Keely Hawes has been in it, uh, and the lead from the French show uh, Spiral, or Long Granage, if you prefer. Oh, I started watching that earlier on today, actually. That ran for about four or five seasons, I think, and is very, yeah. very good. Uh, I really enjoyed that, and the the lead t- detective in that has turned up here as somebody's wife. Bit weird to see her in a not being a stroppy little cop thing. It was really weird, but it it was good. So, this is on um, conventional television, isn't it? It's on Sky Atlantic. Not conventional then. Well, yeah, it's on Sky Atlantic, uh, and it's going to be on some channel in France, as because they tend to because they film them together, they'll release them on their own on a channel on one side and a channel on the other side, and. That's good. More of that would cool. be good, I think. But less bodies in the tunnel. That would be good as well. So if you like the Swedish and Danish version and want to see how it would translate into English and French uh, with Folkestone and Calais as the, the lead locations, give it a look. Uh, episode five's just aired and episode six is coming out in a few days. So the premise of this show is good enough to watch it multiple times <coughs> in multiple iterations. I believe so, yes. <laughs> I think it is. I think the story is good enough that I watched the Danish one a couple of times and found it to be good fun. Well, not good fun, but um, I found it interesting. But I, I am a fan of that kind of thing. So so have you seen the uh, the US-Mexico version yet? Are you going to... Except for that there? one. I have... I've watched a couple of those, uh, and I found it to just be a bit too US and Mexican. <laughs> With no offence intended to either of those countries, but... I've, You've I've, seen a lot of American I, I've kind of seen all that before, really, and yeah. I want to learn about the French people. I certainly prefer to see European countries that I don't necessarily watch a lot of TV of. So, Sweden and Danish Mark and all those places. Do you think if the Danish remade a British or American show the Americans would remake that as well. Yes. Yes, I do think so. Absolutely. <laughs> um, 
because that the whole <laughs> like a vicious circle. Just because <laughs> that's what they do. In quality the, as, each, as each iteration comes out. The originality has gone from most things, and if Denmark is thrown out, or if Scandinavia is throwing out these no, these noir type things, and everybody's going, "Wow, we've never seen that before," when in fact you have, and just treating it as something new, then that's fair enough. It's certainly no more complex than some of the BBC cop dramas that ran for years. They'll start just packaging them up like Ikea furniture and shipping them over to America. It's <laughs> <laughs> just set. <laughs> you just need one Allen key. Maybe there's hope for a Danish version of Dexter. Uh, sorry, what's that? Is that a TV show? <laughs> just block that out of my tiny little brain. Okay, I'm going to talk about a show that I've been watching called Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is a comedy show that recently started basically uh it stars andy sandberg who i understand is something of a hit on saturday night live in the u.s uh i looked at his imdb he hasn't been in an awful lot of stuff yet um but he probably will be because this show is really funny it made me laugh a lot it's based on a police precinct in brooklyn funnily enough the 99th and yeah it's got a really good mixture of characters some larger than life some deadpan andre brower plays like the captain of the police department and he is really deadpan but they all bounce off him really well he's and, a stooge and, kind of thing well kind of yeah it's like he'll, he'll just say like something like it's like they make a big deal out of the fact that he's impossible to read so one character will say to him oh how are you doing captain you look happy today and he'll just turn around and say uh we had a small fire and many treasured items were lost and just deadpan <laughs> as hell <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's really funny. Um, yeah, it kind of falls somewhere between the US remake of The Office and something like Scrubs. So it's kind oh, of okay. light. Quite light-hearted then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The pilot is very, very funny. I didn't laugh as much in subsequent episodes, but it was still funny. I tried Community a few weeks ago, and I couldn't get into that as much. I've heard a lot of good stuff about that, though. Which, which season of Community did you try? One. Oh, okay. Did you get all the way through, or just a couple of them? I watched all of it. Was there any paintball episodes? Oh, with the Batman stuff. Yeah, yeah that's that. That's a standout, that is. No, back to uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's like a 20-minute long show. I've caught up on about the first five episodes, and uh, it's a really good show, actually. And they uh, there's stuff in the pilot that they bring back in later episodes, so it's definitely worth watching in order, as opposed to a lot of these shows where you, it doesn't really matter. One of the characters is there was an incident with a mannequin where basically it just cuts to a flashback of him, and he's like jumps out from behind cover and goes, ah, just like shoots this mannequin loads of times and ever since that incident he's been unable to uh, work on the street so they trick him into going to a firing range to get over his fear and stuff it's really funny it's difficult to kind of explain how funny stuff is but i definitely think it's worth keeping an eye out for oh check it out definitely it sounds good yeah moving on um john you watched sleepy hollow i did and i actually really liked it <laughs> Oh, please oh, tell us why. Well, okay, so I'll give you a bit of an overview about what's going on with the show before before I get into my thoughts on it. Yeah, so I think everybody knows the Sleepy Hollow story. You've got Ichabod Crane and the Headless Horseman and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's um, this retelling of it is based in the modern day, but they've changed the characters quite a bit. So Ichabod Crane, uh, he dies in the middle of the Revolutionary War and he rises from his grave in uh, in modern day Sleepy Hollow at the same time as the Headless Horseman. So somebody, we don't know who, um, has brought the Headless Horseman back to life to do their dirty work for them and start bumping people off in gruesome ways. At the time that the Headless Horseman was killed originally, 
his kind of soul was bound to Ichabod and uh, when they brought the headless horseman back Ichabod comes back as well in his head he's still 18th century colonial officer kind of thing uh, of course world's moved on quite a bit things like every, everybody thinks he's a lunatic at first he, he gets kind of ends up partnering up with uh, uh, a female cop and he's he's all like oh when did they start letting women wear trousers and all, lots, all this kind of like lots of uh, fish out of water humour yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah but basically what they've done is they've, they've taken uh, the original uh, Sleepy Hollow story and just made it a lot more extreme. You know, like they've, they've got the headless horseman gets hold of a combat shotgun at one point and he's like blowing cops away and stuff like that. It's it's just bloody ridiculous, but um, it's really fun. They've just made it just kind of, it's like Sleepy Hollow Max kind of thing. Is the whole show about him getting the headless horseman? Or does it diverge into case of the week? It is one arc. It's not too much of a spoiler to reveal that they, in this version, Headless Horseman, um, he's actually death, as in the Horseman of the Apocalypse. Oh, okay. So uh, he's trying to bring about the the end of the world, the actual apocalypse. And you've got Ichabod Crane and his uh, unlikely partner trying to avert this by taking death out before he can kick everything off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so far sounding like supernatural it's not meant to be anything too serious and i think people were expecting something along uh tim burton's take of it and it's yeah it's a long way from that it, it isn't that kind of quality but it, it is it's definitely worth watching how much of it have you watched i only like the first couple yeah so me and becky both really enjoyed it like becky's my girlfriend for listeners yeah we, we were just sitting there like going, oh look at that that's great uh, it's just really over the top awesome no, it sounds like something I'll get to eventually. It's, has John Noble turned up yet? Yeah. Is he in it right from the start? Oh, hang on a minute. I might be mistaken there. As in Walter, Walter. Bishop? Yeah. Uh, ha- oh, actually, no. I don't think I've seen him yet. But he's always in your heart, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I, I see him everywhere I look. Apparently, he's written in as a regular at some point in the season. Okay. Yeah, maybe he comes in later on. Because anything with that chap in is going to make things good in my opinion. Uh, no, I mean, I'd, I'd definitely say give it a look. You'll know from the first episode whether, you, whether you're going to enjoy it or not, I think. It's like proper serialised, not like a case of the week thing. It's serialised, yeah. Not that I've got a problem with that. I mean, I've some shows including that kind of thing are fine, but I don't know. You like a long-running story? A start, a middle and an end. Well, yeah, preferably not all in one. Not in one, not in 42 minutes. No, well, I just find I just find it's difficult to really care about that sort of stuff because whatever it is, whatever the case is, whoever the victim is or the perpetrator of whatever the crime is, I, I just find it difficult to really care, you know? But they are the comments of someone who never watched Murder, She Wrote as a child. No, I didn't. Okay, fair enough. Lucky you. I used to catch it, but I never really got into it. But I did like the X-Files. I didn't get into it either. I was forced to watch it by my family. So <laughs> The thing about the X-Files was there was nothing else like it at the time. You know, well, yeah. well, there was. There was, you know, uh, Twilight Zone and Tales of the Unexpected and all that. But, yeah. but it had an the idea that, that, was that the... you were seeing inside of this kind of secretive agency that you only really hear about in hushed tones, it's, it was quite cool. I mean, Fringe, again, was had a similar kind of template, but... That that kind of had a, I don't know, when that went serialised, it, it kind of went a bit crappy. So for some shows it works, I guess, but it did always have a bit of a of an arc, but as we saw in the final season, it 
only really worked as a bridge from one episode to the next, really. The other thing I liked about the X-Files was it was quite dark in places, you know, the uh, the whole, uh, yeah, so Mulder, we know how you're going to die and it's going to be autoerotic asphyxiation. Isn't there a point to stop watching the X-Files? There was a change of cast at some point Yeah, in later seasons when Mulder left and, what's his name, T-1000 came in. Yeah. Robert Patrick? Yeah, who went on to be in the unit as well. And True Blood. Yeah. I must have never made it that far. That far. I didn't, don't yeah, remember that was, happening. Yeah, that was like the last couple of seasons. It was, I think Scully was out of it as well. And so it was this Robert Patrick and like a Scully clone. I must have just heard about that and just noped it without, <laughs> without even bothering to watch an episode. What is it, season seven or something you're supposed to stop? it just turns into another show. Uh, Sounds about right. I'm fairly sure I watched it all, though, because it was unique at at the time. There's rumours that they're going to make another movie, isn't it? Reboot the TV series. That would be... That would work, I think. What, with the original cast? No, no, with new cast. Get the old cast in as, like, a couple living on a farm going, yeah, we've we've been anally probed (laughs) just as a nod to the fans and just redo the series. What they should do is take any money they were thinking about using on that show and just put it into the Preacher show instead. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, so Breaking Bad ended, and around the time of it ending, there were lots of articles on the internet saying about what to watch in its wake. And the show that kept cropping up on these lists was The Shield. And so I finally have watched the first four episodes. Excellent. I've been nagging you for, like, possibly almost a decade to watch that. I think it may be a decade, yeah. Yeah, and... Basically, the, the show is about Vic Mackey, who is a corrupt cop, and his team of other corrupt cops. Well, we don't know if they're... OK, we know that they're corrupt, yeah. Carry on. From the, you know from, <laughs> from the very first they episode... The, the very definition of corrupt. About yeah. as bad as you get as yeah. a cop. <laughs> well, from the very f- final act of the first episode, which really did genuinely surprise me, and I guess that, that was them putting down the gauntlet i think spelling out the tone of the show right yeah absolutely and um that that is the main event you know that happening affects everything that happens to all of those characters throughout Mm. all of the other seasons it's a great sort of initial premise to start on and so far each episode seems to cover a different aspect of how corrupt they are yeah from blatant mishandling of evidence they're just looking uh, after it yeah to uh basically kidnapping a, a football player and then betting on the other team. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. Basically, the cast is everyone that's ever been in Sons of Anarchy. Well, Well, yeah, because this is, you know, same creators, isn't it? So... Yeah, Kurt Sutter was a staff writer on the show. But yeah. he was pretty much his baby, right? I mean, that's that's my understanding of, of it anyway. What, The Shield? Yeah. Well, no, it was. I thought Sean Ryan was the creator of The Shield. Oh, sorry, yes, I'm getting mixed up, aren't I? Sean Ryan is the uh, creator who has, unfortunately, yet to create a show since The Shield to have run for, like, more than one season, right? He'll get yeah, there. Yeah, was it Boomtown? That was his next one, right? That had, yeah, had its one season run was critically acclaimed and then uh, then just died. Like, yeah, they, 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 they all get, get great reviews, and then but nobody watches them. Uh, Chicago, I watched it. I fucking well, loved it. Yeah, I didn't watch that one, but I did watch The Chicago Code and oh, yeah. also uh, Last to, Resort. Lied to Me, he did as well. Did he? Oh, uh, that went on for a bit. And he was also except producer on The Unit, which is, wow, excellent, because that was a really good show, if you liked that kind of thing. I've never seen that. That's the... Just That's the, the sort of special forces yeah, one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, With President Palmer. Yes, doing some crazy stuff, definitely. 
Terry Ozzy did as well, Sean Ryan. That, again, got cancelled after one season. In yeah, fact, I don't even think I they... Yeah, I love that. They didn't air all of that, I don't think. I didn't see any of it because I heard... I think it got cancelled before I started watching it, so I just was like, I can't be bothered. It's To be honest, as as a one-series um, show, it's, it's well worth a watch. You could say that about um, Chicago Code and Last Resort as well. Did you watch those? I yeah. watched Last Resort, yeah. I thought that was great. I mean, it got a little bit uh, 24-y towards the end, but it was a great premise, I thought. And the main guy in that, Andre Brower, the guy's got some serious screen presence. Yeah. Uh, he's in uh, uh, Arrow, isn't he? Oh, I don't know. He's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Though, and he's in The Mist. Oh, yeah, The Mist is great. Yeah, Chicago Code was great as well. But yeah, I don't want to be just talking about shows that Sean Ryan has gone on to make. Um, <laughs> the, the Shield, so far, I like this initial setup. Great cast, um, great premise, but I am having difficulty thinking of it in the same breadth as Breaking Bad. But you can't. I mean, well, you can if you want to, but they are different things. Breaking Bad arrived because all of these things happened before. True. It's kind of like I, a little bit of history that led up to Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. I think I think people who saw The Shield before Breaking Bad, they remember watching it and being blown away by it because they hadn't seen Breaking Bad yet. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it, it absolutely was that kind of event, that, that happening, the, the Shield being out. What I'm saying, though, is that people are who have seen Breaking Bad still think The Shield is better. Really? Not yeah, what I mean is I think they think that because they watched it first. Yeah, that's fair enough. And, yeah, so in the same way you saw Breaking Bad first, you want to go to The Shield and think Breaking Bad was the better of the two. But I always thought Sopranos was the best show I'd ever seen until I saw Breaking Bad. And that's all right. We're allowed to change what we think is the best show ever. Yeah, okay. But I'm just saying that it's going to have to get a lot better than it I, is now. Okay. Oh, it does. Be, it does. Yeah. Oh, okay. It just keeps on getting better. Um, I don't. The last series, a lot of people really rated it. I didn't think it was as good as the others, but um, yeah, God, it really ramps it up throughout. So, do you think people are just saying that it's a great show, not just because, but one reason being that it's consistent? I would say it is consistent. The Shield, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've watched the whole thing twice. And yeah, I think I, I love it. I think it's a fantastic show. That and Breaking Bad are the only two shows that I've ever watched more than once. Uh, there's some great people in the Shield in later seasons that you'll recognise immediately from other stuff they've done. Uh, okay, and they'll last for a few seasons or not, depending on the, how much they like bullets. Yeah, well, already I think one problem I'm having is that I'm just constantly distracted by oh, that's her off Sons of Anarchy. That's him off Sons of Anarchy. You know, it's because <laughs> it's I've, I know I've got, gone to come to it the wrong way round. I guess it will probably be less of a big deal when the current season of Sons of Anarchy stops because I won't it, be like, oh, it's her again yeah, doing something else. It, it's probably something to watch when your other favourite shows aren't on so yeah. you can dedicate your time to this and not be distracted well, by what yeah. else the, the cast are in now. Well, I rented it from Love Film. They sent me the first disc and they're not sending me the second one next time. So I'll be watching it when I get it, effectively. Yeah. But I'm going to continue to put it on high priority on Love Film because I, I want to get to the meat of it and discover what it is that everyone thinks is so great about it. I hope you don't find that it's been overhyped because I thought you were going to be absolutely blown away by it from the start. Yeah, me too, to be honest. That final bit, I audibly went, wow. Like, yeah, they're going That's some they're... ballsy moving. <laughs> well, because the way they set it up, you're like, oh, here we go. This is going to be the uh, season arc, you know, this guy trying to get in with these guys. Oh, oh, that just happened. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So... You know, th th there's always the risk that by watching The Shield, it will lessen your opinion of Breaking Bad. In that, I you think. think? 
well, possibly. It depends how much of the shield you think, oh, they, that's just like in Breaking Bad. Oh, hold on. That means Breaking Bad lifted stuff, stuff from the shield. I'm not saying that they have necessarily, but there is a possibility that you may find the shield better than Breaking Bad. And we're not really helping your expectations of it here at all by saying... <laughs> we He's thought not going to find anything better than Breaking Bad. <laughs> no, and, and that's... <laughs> the yeah, guy I mean, loves that show. That's the nature <laughs> of do. who we're trying to convince, really, isn't it? Yeah. They are different shows and great in their own unique ways. I wouldn't say one is better than the other, but they are different shows. But stick with it, perhaps, when you've got downtime with other shows. As you start to... You know, the characters do develop nicely. You've got, like, Dutch and Claudette, and as they develop, you, you kind of... You'll get more into it. You're more interested in, in their interactions within the department kind of thing. Yeah, and thankfully there is a case of the week kind of element to it, Yeah, but it's I think they only spend about half the episode on that. It's always background so, stuff. It's just it's an excuse to get them all together to talk about the main thing yeah. Yeah. or to and bump into people that they don't want to be seen with and stuff. It's, uh, it you almost can't seems have a like... load of detectives not solving any murders or whatever. Yes. It'd be ridiculous, wouldn't it? It may be that yeah, they've caused most of them, but they do have to try and solve them as well. It seems almost like a deliberate attempt to go against the conventions of a normal cop show. And I think that's exactly what it did. That was the big thing about it at the time. Oh, it's just mm. another cop show. No, it isn't. Uh, no, it's not. It's a frantic all-action cop show. Well, with, frankly, uh, I wouldn't be cops. watching it if it was because that sort of thing doesn't really float my boat. So, Plus, if you wanted to watch a normal cop show that was great, just watch The Wire again, you know? Or if you want to watch a cop show that's funny, watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, it's all about the cop shows this week on TV Dumbcast. <laughs> well, they have to do something to distinguish themselves, don't they? Otherwise, it would just be CSI whatever town they're in. CSI Glasgow you, you would be CSI quite a bit. Yeah, well, I know. It's just, it's like pretty much represents everything I hate about TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really my bag. So to speak. Yeah. <laughs> I used to like it. I used to find it quite interesting just seeing how, how this might work and all that kind of stuff, you know, like some... Some poor bastard's just trying to get away with murdering his wife, but he accidentally jizzed all over the curtains or whatever. <laughs> They've got a special torch that's picked it up. Well, oh, if the curtains I are there. that episode. Did you? Yeah, I think that was every episode, wasn't it? We found a speck of bodily fluid. Sweat. And uh, we're going to run it through a database that covers the entire American population. Yeah. It was you. Oh, sorry, yeah. we've got a bit of red herring in there as well at some point. Yeah, well, on that bombshell, I think we might as well Good end night. it, yeah? This has been the TV Dumpcast, part of the Barker Podcast Collection and the official podcast of the TV Dump Facebook group. You can get me on Twitter at Bobby Rocker, B-O-B-I-R-O-K-A. I'm at Fatman Dumping. And I'm at Wobbly John, which is Wobbly J-O-N. Cool. Feel free to join the conversation by typing TV Dump in the Facebook search box and clicking the join group button. We're a closed group but we're interested in growing the community, so we'll approve anyone who wants to join. But if you're a spam bot, it won't be for long. You can contact us on email at tvdumpcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at tvdumpcast. Uh, you can find the show notes for this show at our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tvdumpcast. Um, why not give us a like while you're there? You can also give us a five-star rating on iTunes if you're listening to us that way. This show has been produced by John Marsden. Thanks very much. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's all for now. So until next time, bye, bitches. ADP, we work with more than 860,000 companies worldwide. That gives us a pretty good idea of how to help businesses grow stronger. Whether it's through data insights that help you make informed decisions about building a team that works better as a team. 
or by keeping you ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. Like building that better team. Grow stronger with ADP. HR talent, time, and payroll.